And now we present to you the reason the Atlantic Coast Conference turns a profit. He is the voice of the ACC. His name is Wes Durham. I like. I just say that just to make him laugh at the beginning of every interview. Uh, Wes Durham joins us. Because it's factually not true. Let's verify. Can we verify that part of that? Well, the ACC turns a profit. Well, but it's not because of me. But you're kind oh, of that's, that and imply that I am the reason. It's debatable. Profit, it's debatable that okay. it, I think it could be. We don't know that it's not, yeah. right? Is that I true? Hear right? You. right? I hear okay. You. So okay. I could be right. Um, there's a reason they asked you to do the special on February 28th. Coach K and Roy Williams rivals reunited, wow. right? There's a yeah. reason they asked you to do it. Well, um, can I tell you how this happened? Sure. Well, it actually shows you that sometimes things just evolve. And then the next thing you know, it's going to be on television. <laughs> um, and a lot of credit on this goes to Mac Morris, who of course is a hall of fame, basketball coach at Page High School in Greensboro, right? Okay, yeah. And he and Phil Weaver, who was long time the head basketball coach at Grimsley for years, have kind of coordinated the North Carolina Coaches Association sure. and their clinic, which is probably best known as like that East-West All-Star Weekend. Right? Okay, yeah. And so Coach Morris was having a conversation with our friend, you know, Rob Goodman, who used to be in mm-hmm. television sports in Greensboro. Correct. Now is in sports marketing and a czar at that. Yep. And Rob and Mac were having a conversation. And Mac said, well, you know, Rob, we're going to have the clinic. And this was a year ago this month, ironically. And he said, well, you know, Rob, we're going to have the clinic in July. And we're going to have Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski and – Coach K said that they'd like to do just a conversation as opposed to just speaking and drawing on a whiteboard type deal for the clinicians. So do you think that Wes would be interested in moderating that conversation? And so Rob asked me that question. I went, well, where do I sign up? And (laughs) the first thing I said was, when is it? Right. He said, well, it's July 17th. And I said, okay, well, I'm good on July 17th. And the next thing I know, I'm on the phone with Mike Morris, and he said, well, Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams both said you'd be perfect to do it. And I thought, okay. And then the coup de grace question from Coach Morris. Right. Do you think anybody would want to televise this? <laughs> <laughs> Coach, yeah. I think they might. Coach, I think they might. <laughs> and then I, and I'll, I'll say all this for, you know, people who want to know how stuff like this happens. That's the first part. And the second part is, uh, ESPN projects and films certainly had a certainly had an interest in it. Sure, uh, but they also knew that in their production arrangement with Raycom Sports, that Raycom would be better prepared to do an event like this, mm-hmm. based on kind of where it was going to be in the Greensboro Coliseum and so forth. So, Adam, old friends, Rob Reichley, Jordan Smith, our producer, did a phenomenal job. We had a terrific, not good, we had a terrific camera crew for this event. And I think people are going to enjoy it. Uh, Wes's number one job <laughs> was to ask a question in as short a span as possible and get out of the way. Right. That was my number one job. And hopefully uh, I did that right because I thought those two guys were terrific. And I think people are really going to enjoy it a week from Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, February 28th, uh, one hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach K and Roy Williams, I, I saw the trailer for it. You can, uh, if you... Um, get to the ESPN press room, which anybody can go to, uh, to see the release about it. There's a link to the trailer, and you can watch mm-hmm. the trailer. It's about a minute and a half 
on uh, they put it out on Twitter. So it's uh, just a dynamite thing. So I can't wait to watch it. Um, all right, let me ask you a, a couple of other things. And uh, at the end of this conversation, we'll we'll talk about the sad news from over the weekend. But I want to get to yeah. uh, a couple of other things. Um, where do you think the ACC sits basketball wise as we head to the final three weeks of the regular season? Well, obviously, I think it's a lot better league than Joe Lenardi, John Rothstein, and Jerry Paul think it is. Yes, um, we can't get it. We can't unwrap our minds around uh, quads. We're just so dug no, in with that. No, no, we're yeah, we're in. We're we're all. If you're one of these uh, bracketology people who have uh, you know been able to uh, carve out some degree of income from projecting things starting on November the tenth. <laughs> and uh and and take it every day all the way through then then god bless you number one for that kind of entrepreneurial spirit but also number two you're you're far you got far more free time than i do yeah can't um, do it. i think that the acc is a league that now has in my opinion four locks mm-hmm. i think clemson duke carolina and virginia are in yep uh of those i think Virginia is probably the one that's the most tenuous. I do believe there are probably three schools playing for one, maybe two spots. And that's that group of Wake, Pitt, and NC State. Mm -hmm. And I think depending on what happens going down the road, I don't, for instance, the net today, I believe if you had to go tomorrow, I think those six would get in. Carolina, Duke, Clemson, Wake, Virginia, and Pitt in numerical order. I think they find a way in. I, first of all, Pitt is Pitt's at Wake Forest this week, mm-hmm. right? Virginia Tech this weekend at home. You look at the remaining schedule they've got. They got three on the road and three at home. Their home games are Virginia Tech, Florida State, NC State. Their road games are BC, Clemson, Wake Forest. They go four and two. I think they got a chance to get in, right? Um, I, I also think they're legitimately good. They are legitimately good, and they proved it. Yeah, um, they have proved it with the win at Cameron for sure, and then they proved it the other night in the game Dan and I had at Virginia. I mean, they and then they yep. doubled down Saturday night, and Blake Henson started playing for first team votes the other night. Holy cow, forty one! I mean, he's had sixty seven points in two games. <laughs> sixty seven. We got to go away. You know, Randolph Childers did a phenomenal deal in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, give me some back-to-back stuff like T.J. Warren. Maybe had some sixty-seven in two games. It's been a while though, A.G. Yeah. You would agree, right? We oh, absolutely. Sixty-seven in two league games. Um, but I, I think Pitt is in the mix. I think Wake is certainly in the mix. I cannot begin to tell you how big Saturday is for Wake Forest. These two home games for Wake. Remember, they play two of their last four on the road. Mm-hmm. I think Wake can solidify themselves before they get to the end of the road, let's say if they win two games this week. How's that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, look, I, don't, really know if, I don't know if any of these are eliminators, right? I don't know that um, Pitt at Wake is an elimination game. But right. it's, it's super important. Wake doesn't have good wins regardless of where they played, home or road. Right. Um, right. Pitt's got the the gravitas of some of their wins. I mean, to win at Cameron and at, uh, in Charlottesville, 
That's as good. The only team with maybe better wins is Georgia Tech, strangely enough. Uh, but yeah, th- yeah, th- they have done. But Pitt doesn't have anything outside the league, which is the same as Wake. Like I'm surprised you didn't think like throw a little bit more sunshine on Virginia Tech, which just needs some good conference results. I think to yeah, put themselves they because they did good work outside the league. They did. They did. Um, I, I just don't know, Adam. I, I, I don't. And look, I, I'll say this. And I said this before the game Saturday and then watched it happen. I just don't know that they have the inside firepower to match what they right. can do from the perimeter. And I like Lynn Kidd. And I certainly like Melijah Poteet. But when Patrick Wessler came on the floor the other day, Carolina went to Baycott four straight possessions. Yeah. And I understand why, but I, I just don't know that they don't have Justin Mutz. That's what I need to yeah. say. And I keep coming back to know Justin Mutz this year more than anything else. I like what MJ Collins opened the ball game playing well the other day. I like Mike Young's team, but I think in kind of a weird way, they're a year away. And I think with Kid potentially having one more year, Poteet having one more year, a couple more years in his case, development of Wessler, things like that. I, I, I like where their future is, and I know that he'll go play in the portal for one or two spots too. Right. And I think Virginia Tech could be a handful next year. I think they'll win tonight. Don't get me wrong. I think they're capable of winning tonight. Yeah. Uh, because Virginia is the worst free-throw shooting team in the ACC. They were one of 11 Saturday against Wake Forest. And you know what the second halves are like at Castle when they get riled up for bacon there? I mean, and tonight in the second half, if Virginia starts missing free throws, it's like in that building, that building is tough now. That's yeah. a hard building to win in. A lot harder than people realize, I think. No, the Castle, uh, Castle's dynamite. Duke, uh, Duke's been good on the road. I'm, I'm curious about the way they finish their season because I think Duke is starting Ooh. to exhibit some toughness. They just need Kyle Filipowski to return to being the Filipowski who played at Pitt. Um, maybe he doesn't have to be that I good. But. Yeah. yeah, and we saw him in his finest hour at Pitt. There's no question. No, it was um, a crazy game. I would, I would ask you <laughs> if, if Duke does not win the regular season, do they have a first-team All-ACC player? Uh, uh, I mean, Kyle Filipowski is going to be one of the five, I think. Um, but well, let me let me let me give you eight names. Okay, mm-hmm. R.J. Davis is R.J. Davis a lock? He's the player of the year. Is P.J. Hall a lock? I don't know if he's a lock, but I don't know if he's a lock any more than Kyle Filipowski is. Okay, Reese Beekman, Virginia. Yeah, Hunter Salas, Wake Forest. I think there's a lot of guys who are potentially left off ballots. I think okay. all Armando, four of those Armando guys. Baycott. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think Armando Baycott's the uh, the third best team player on his own team. Okay. Would you put Harrison Ingram ahead of Armando Baycott? I would. Yes. Okay. And then Blake Henson making the late push with Kyle Filipowski. I mean, again, here we go. We're going to have. What I think to be, and I said this this morning on our ACC Today show on SiriusXM, shameless plug, <laughs> um, I think there are four positions right now where we can have a discussion and four guys for one spot. And I, I think it's going to be – 
David Teal was on there talking to us about I think they're we're going to get to the final week of the regular season. We're bringing the Bayham show back to Chapel Hill nice. for the Notre Dame Carolina game. I, I don't – another shameless plug. There you go. Um, I don't know that we're going to get to the final week of the regular season where you and I in the past have been able to go chapter-verse on five players for first team. Oh, sure. I don't know that we're going to be able to do that on the last week of the regular season. Yeah, there's uh, there's four open spots for that. There's probably eight or nine players who are fighting for four. I think if Kyle Filipowski plays well the last three weeks, he's going to be an automatic. Um, but he's yeah. got to get back to playing closer to what he was – you know, three three or so weeks ago, I, I no contend question. that he looks kind of injured to me. But uh, they say no; they say he's banged up. But everybody's banged up at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I would I would say this: I think he, Jeremy Roach, and Mark Mitchell. Look, Jeremy came phenomenal the other day. Yeah. Um, but I would I would offer you: I still believe their most important player will either be Filipowski, Roach, or Mitchell, one of those three going down the stretch. Oh, it's probably the two that I will just say big guys. It's those two. It's Mitchell and Filipowski. They have to be uh, the best versions of themselves for Duke mm, to true. be really successful. Yeah. Um, they, you know, it would be nice to see what Tyrese Proctor can be uh, fully operational. Cool. And he hasn't, he yeah. hasn't had a great year anyway. And then, of course, uh, he's injured. Did you catch yeah. Wes Durham is joining us here? I don't want to spend, uh, you know, w- waste the rest of your day, but uh, did you catch Andy Staples' piece on on three where he basically he talked about what the ACC did in the, le- the last legal filing? They basically made this a negotiation. If you're the Atlantic Coast Conference, if you negotiated an exit fee for Florida State, a price for their freedom, Aren't you basically writing the end of the league as a power league? Uh, and that might be the case either way. But aren't you just basically signing away your, you know, A5 status at this point? Potentially. I'm not a good enough lawyer at this point or even try to play one to understand all the whereas's and what for's and that stuff. Right. Um, I will say this. If it feels like that if it is not the reported approximated exit fee paid, right? which I'm not sure how Florida State's going to acquire that money, um, I think that would be a that would be a real red light for the rest of the ACC. Now, I'm going to be incredibly surprised if this board of directors and executive committee comprised of the now 18 institutional <laughs> leaders, chancellors, right. and presidents, um, or 17 in this case, since I guess Rick McCollum is not involved uh, at Florida State, right. that uh, I'd be really surprised if they settled for a, quote, negotiation. Um, look, I, I I said this. I don't know if I said it to you on your show, but I've said it to others. I There was no possible way this will not get ugly. Oh, of course. Um, and if it goes to trial it will be ugly. Now, trial and, and what I know about the ACC is is that their 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 team of uh, attorneys in the state of North Carolina suit features what I've been told one of the very best litigators the state of North Carolina has. Um, and again, I, I cover sports for a living. I don't do lawyers. Right. right? <laughs> um, so I'm hearing this from other people who would know better than I would. Uh, and I've also been told that their legal team in the state of Florida is excellent. 
I don't know why the ACC would put themselves in a situation to negotiate when I think they can win the conference. I mean, I, I am of the belief from talking to attorneys and legal people that the ACC can win the case in both states without a lot of stress is what I've been told. They, I, I Now, is there something about the discovery or something about any of this other thing that we're not being told that would lead to some of this other stuff? I'm not sure about that. I haven't heard anything to the contrary. I just don't. I, to me, if you settle, if you put a price on it, then you're inviting everybody else to also negotiate their way out. Private equity is going to have to buy everybody out. And that's the thing. Nobody's sure. got, you know, $300 million laying around. Yeah. So, Well, Adam, let me ask you this. And, and neither one of us are on CNBC every night, right? <laughs> no. Um, thank goodness. I am. Um, uh, some people ask me, are you Carl Quintana? No, they don't. I like it. Well, nobody ever mistakes me for Jim Cramer, so we're okay. <laughs> um, if you invite private equity into an athletic department, albeit public or private institution, and, and what I know about business is dangerous, but I do enjoy following business because it's not the NFL salary cap right. or you know somebody's third down conversion rate. Um, if you invite private equity into the equation, the first thing private equity is going to do in, from what I understand about their work is they're going to look at whoever they're bailing out and that's what they're doing. Right. Um, they're going to look at someone's bottom line and that structure and start reduction. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That, that to me would be a bit of a flag going up a pole that is red, uh, to, to schools that are hemorrhaging money. Um, and, and again, I may be wrong here, and you probably can find smarter guests on the show to talk about this, but I think private equity and intercollegiate athletics is a fascinating combination and one that I don't know that we have an expert in the field of who would be representing sports or media at this point. All right, final thing before West Durham uh, has to go. Um, Lefty Giselle passed away My over the weekend. Yeah. 92 years old. We're gonna, uh, we already <laughs> talked to John Feinstein. I'm going to bring up a little bit more. Oh. It's a, a little bit on the cutting room floor of our conversation with John Feinstein on the other side. But just uh, if you can, I don't know if you can do it in 60 seconds or not, uh, your thoughts on the passing of the left-hander. He is, he is an ACC legend for sure. He is a basketball innovator legend. Uh, God's blessings to his family. I'm thankful he got to have his moment at the Hall of Fame where he not only mm -hmm. turned the room upside down, but he was vintage lefty. And, you know, there's so many stories that range the spectrum of the Davidson days all the way to the Georgia State days. I mean, he stopped me at Phillips Arena and said, hey, I knew your daddy. I need to talk to you. And I said, what do you want? He said, tell Paul Hewitt I want to play. When he was at Georgia State. And I said, well, yeah. And this is when he's coaching Georgia State. And he'd gone to the NCAA tournament. And Hewitt had too. And he goes, tell Paul I want to play. I said, he's not going to play you. Why? I said, because he doesn't want to lose the game. He goes, that's right. He'd lose. And I said, well, that's the reason he's not going to play. Oh, come on now. You can do this. Your daddy and I are friends. I'm like, okay. It's not happening. <laughs> That's a pretty good lefty, by the way. Well, I worked, and I told you this, I worked with Ron Bradley and Oliver Purnell, who was on his staff in the 80s at Maryland right. when I was at Radford. I have got five or six 
unbelievable lefty stories that you don't have the time or the space to tell. And I didn't have it Saturday either, or I would have in a 15-point Carolina win, I promise you. Oh, man. Wes Durham, you're the best. He is going to be missed, and how special he was to so many people. And his genuine kindness to people, Adam, after he retired and came back and Madison and Georgia State and everything else, is what I'm going to remember most. His genuine, just sweet kindness to people was absolutely remarkable. Yeah, and God bless him. Yeah, he was a great coach. He was a, uh, just a great coach. He He's was the, the coach. he was the coach at Maryland when I got to school there. He was not the coach at Maryland when I left because I was there during uh, uh, that whole. Uh, the, I, I am sure you and SVP can lead the league on. Um, on this word and this topic, and uh, I'm going to go back and listen to your interview because I know, I know it's an emotional time for John because very. he and Lefty had a very, very unique relationship for sure. Yeah, we're going to bring up the the Hall of Fame coming up uh, with John oh. Feinstein uh, in just a couple of seconds. West Durham, I appreciate your time always at West Durham on Twitter. The reason the Atlantic Coast Conference turns a profit. Uh, I appreciate your time, man. Be well, man. Be be good. Always always fun to visit. Take care, Victoria. We'll see you guys. <laughs>